Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Put on the garment of praise for the Spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Chapter 2, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain, that all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is near at hand. I'm going to turn to chapter 3 now, Joel. Verse 26, And ye shall eat in plenty, and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed or disappointed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of my people Israel, 
and that I am the Lord your God and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. You know, <laughs> as some people view that scripture that uh, that your old men, or that means that men of, uh, of a lot of age, shall begin to have dreams, and then young men shall see, I guess, spiritual visions, you know. But you know, in a day and time, uh, just as the world goes, and as just, you might say, normal life, I'm not talking about spiritual life, I'm talking about normal living, thought life, living so many years and working on jobs and uh, going to a certain place, uh, Old men shall dream dreams. Just in the natural, men who get up in some age, you know, you talk to you talk to ten different people just at random. I mean, just find them coming down the street or somewhere in the shopping center and talk to them. And many of them do not have any dreams. They just don't have it. In other words, their dream is basically over with. Uh, they're thinking about retirement or they're already in retirement. And basically, the rest of the life is just kind of, you know, uh, to make it as easy as we can. And you might say just, just rock along, maybe even in a rocking chair, and do very limited things. You know, get real conservative with your doing. And uh, usually, you know, uh, people go start going to a littler house and, uh, and littler this and littler that and littler ideas. But, uh, you know, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, uh, you don't think that way because you're full of God. So you're full of the, the essence of God. And it shall come to pass, Joel was prophesying afterward, that I will pour out of my spirit. That's the Holy Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Well, you know, that's the desire of every believing parent is that their sons and daughters will be so in tune with God that they'll be exercising in prophecy. I mean, they'll they'll be very vocal for the Lord. That's the dream of of all uh, informed parents, <laughs> if I can put it that way. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Sons and daughters, they'll be spiritual. They'll, they'll flow in the spiritual gifts. Your old men shall dream dreams. No longer shall they say, well, this is it, or, or, or live like this is it, and I'm on my way down. I've gotten to 60, 65, 70, and just kind of uh, slow down, coast, because when you get that age while you start having to do that, it's necessary. That has been the thought. I love to think about Moses because it said that his eye did not grow dim, neither did his natural force abate. It, in other words, it, it didn't get less. It didn't diminish. Being full of the Spirit, we become divinely energized by our acknowledging of all and every good thing in us in Christ Jesus. Says your old men shall dream dreams, and you get full of the Holy Spirit, and you'll begin to dream dreams again. You're not going to think about retiring. You'll think about refiring or just staying on fire, as one fellow said. I'm just staying on fire. And your young men, many times... Uh, uh, young men do not really have any vision. I mean, they just think about today. That's in the natural, in the normal. But it's but but it but it infers that when you're full of the Holy Spirit, that you that you will see visions. You will have a vision. You will have a vision in the Lord. You you will experience spiritual visions, and God will visit you. And it doesn't have to be to somebody else. So I think some, sometimes the young think that the old are going to get the spiritual visions, and the young men are going to have the the natural dreams that they dream up. But, you know, 
Uh, your old men, when you're full of the Spirit, your old men, I believe, will continue to have visions of the Lord and have the vision of God. They will dream dreams. I believe they'll dream some some nighttime dreams as far as that's concerned. But I believe it's it's even expanded beyond that point in this text here. That they will dream big dreams. They will think big thoughts. They will they will see the hand of God moving in their life and in the body of Christ and in ministry that we will continue to affect the world around us and 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 miles and and uh, and countries away and planets or planets away and continents away that that it, it will it'll expand because God is big your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions two verses of scripture promise to show us our future Isaiah 45 verse 11 John 16 verse 13 Isaiah 45 and verse 11, the Lord actually invites us to have a wholesome curiosity about our future, especially about where we fit into his overall plans. He says, ask me of things to come concerning my sons. I know some people aren't even asking God anything like that. It's as though he's saying to us, I just wish you were curious enough about yourself, your ministry, your family, your future days and years to ask me about it. Then in John 16 and 13, he assures us that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. Are we even interested? Let's have a revival, as one song says. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, not just some, all truth, and he will show you things to come. You know, God is omniscient. He has all the facts, knowledge, and insight about us, but he wants us to know them too. Some Christians just aren't interested or curious enough to ask about the future, or bothering uh, to inquire about it. When I ask other believers how they feel about the future, I get a variety of responses. Here are some of them. God knows the future. If he wants me to know, he'll show me. Well, that's too passive and casual. You have not because you ask not. James 4 and verse 2. Here's another one. I've got too much to handle now. Just surviving during this present hassle is all I can do. I can't take any more right now. Sometimes present activities are easier to handle when you anticipate and visualize all the good blessings the Lord has promised to the overcomers. That's why old men need to dream dreams. Short-range activities are always easier to manage when you're motivated by long-range goals. Forecasting isn't the calling of the Christian. Predicting the future is too far out, too uncertain, too shaky a foundation. These people leave predictions to the psychics and the clairvoyants, the seers, the astrologers, and fortune tellers. The Bible forbids these activities and encourages believers to look to the Lord for guidance and direction. The entire occult world is based on falsehood, deception, delusion. Before one of the Super Bowl football games where there was a newspaper article in which 15 or more leading psychics predicted the outcome of the game, not one was accurate. Every one of them missed it. Why leave the future to the wrong ones when we can go right to the right one, Jesus, and get the information that we need? I'm interested in the future of the Christian family. Are you? I want to share with you about the new wave of the Holy Spirit. And there have been two great waves of the Holy Spirit in the 20th century. The Pentecostal outpouring during the early 1900s brought us a new wave of the miraculous. In mid-century, another great wave of the Holy Spirit's presence was felt as Historic churches like Catholic, Protestant, experienced a gracious visitation from the Lord. All over the world, people 
sensitive to the movings of the Lord, believe that a new wave of God's glory and power will be coming in. What a joy it is to hear spirit-filled saints around the world, well, Singapore, Scotland, Latin America, Europe, Africa, uh, Australia, New Zealand, talking about the next wave of the Spirit. It's a blessing to hear of what people are talking about, those that are in touch with the Lord. I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.